Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Will you take him to another planet, to a mothership? How do they communicate with them? Can you tell me what they look like? Can you tell me how many of them there were? Were you, were you given food? The teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality, and we don't have a clue yep. as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system, and you get to ask her one question... That question be. What's outside the simulation? Say in your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body. Because I am more than physical matter, I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. Upstate near the Great Na- Great Lakes. It's midnight here in New York. You're listening to Lighting the Void. I'm your host, Joe Roop. We're live on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. It's Thursday, September 11th, on into the 12th, actually. And tonight, one of our own is going to be on the program, James Salcedo from Salcedo Paranormal, also author 
of several books, including From Unknown, and he's also a part of the Voidwalkers Patreon and is definitely getting somewhere when it comes to exploring the realms of consciousness with us because that's what we do and uh it's cool to have him here before we get into this though i want to just uh give a big shout out to everybody that's dealing with those fires i know i heard earlier that some people even portland had to they had to evacuate and people are talking about like it's worse than it's ever been so we got fires on one side of the country and the covid and masks all over the place and it just seems so damn daunting but if you can remember correctly that every year we've dealt with some crap like this so yeah it's gonna be all right we're gonna get through this now things are different you might look on the players for now and you might see that what's showing up on the players and the album artwork isn't lining up that is because i finally got the audio running in the studio here in new york so it's not running somewhere else uh and then tomorrow we're going to work on that and everything should be hunky-dory so we're so close to getting it to where we want i was saying a few days it's going to sound like a totally different station or just way better i know that i want to thank our patrons for making this show happen i couldn't do this without you or the donors thank you guys so much and i mean that was from the bottom of my heart i seriously could not do this that includes the station without you so thank you guys all right um and i got some i got i do i have a lot of content i'm gonna upload that to that it's all on my phone i just gotta get it up there but right now the priority is to get the station uh the where it needs to be and it's almost there it's almost there let me explain this to you technically so you can understand what i'm talking about for the longest time we had to use cloud servers vps's things that we would have to log into remotely to use the station and we were always subject to somebody else controlling everything well now that is no longer an issue because starting today i'm in control of everything everything and so i have to um get the metadata updated which is the album album artwork and all that stuff and so it all looks good on the apps and then our new mobile apps are going to come out and it's just going to be really fun all right let's get this show on the road um yeah james Salcedo's here with us now if you guys i don't know there was one night he was actually he's called in the show a couple times but um you can go to amazon and just type in james Salcedo, or you can type in james Salcedo paranormal and you'll find these books and he was so humble that he even called in he's been a part of our group here he hadn't never told me he was an author never told me he was involved with any of this stuff and i really admired that because he, he didn't really want to just go around and like promote himself but now i'm kind of glad that he is it's very cool that he's humble here and uh it's good to have you on the show james thanks for coming on brother well thank you so much for having me i've been on a few podcasts but never on an actual radio show as a guest so this is a huge honor for me yeah it's thank fun so isn't it? it's fun oh it's amazing yeah because you don't know what's going to happen i may push a button and just blow this whole show that's what that can happen so well, hopefully not but yeah we'll we'll see what happens i guess <laughs> yeah. yeah so out of, out of all of the books that you wrote james i know you got a few here right um is from unknown is that the one that you wanted to discuss today or i just kind of want to figure um, out how you got into this because uh, i find you a very interesting guy i know that you have uh 
uh, disability or you're, uh, I guess, considered legally blind, which was one of the first things that we talked about with you. And I always thought, well, I wonder, I wonder how, how things happen for you in the paranormal world like that. Like we don't get to talk to people at all that have that kind of experience, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, not everybody likes to talk, talk about that either. I mean, why are they there's, worried? There's, they're worried about it. Yeah. Today, there's, there's stigmas and, and, you know, you have to find the right people that are interested in that and to talk about that. But yeah, well, it started with me um, when I was a kid. I can go over my first experience if you'd like. That sure, kind of got yeah. me all this. Um, and then we can go from there. It, it does lead into kind of out-of-body out of body experiences and um, just strange dream experiences, too. Um, so when I was about 12 or 13, right around there, years old, um, I'm not very good with dates and years and just all the all of those details, but um, when I was a kid, I went to visit my cousin, his family, and moved into this house recently, and um, so I went over there to stay the night. I used to go over there a lot, almost every weekend, every other weekend. And he had moved into this big, this new house, and um, it was, to me, it was amazing because it seemed a lot bigger than any other house I'd been in, and it was just a two-story house. It wasn't anything huge, but to me, it seemed, it seemed really big. But um, the first night I was there, we ended up sleeping in the basement on a couch bed. And um, in this basement, it was kind of like an L-shaped basement, um, not counting the staircase. And um, there were some, they had kind of done some setting up, setting up of things in there. And they had, um, all the lights were individual lights with like ropes to turn it on and off. So we only have the one on by the staircase and then the one above us, um, that, that night. And, uh, we, there were some sheets that were hung up on, on clotheslines around part, parts of the, the basement. And, um, there was one of those in the back in the section that was the darkest, of course. Um, and we were just talking and we happened to look back there and, and, um, now this is, um, as you mentioned, my, my, I have low vision. I, um, I, I'm extremely short or near sighted. So I can't see facial features very well, um, on people. I mean, hardly at all, unless they're, you know, pretty, pretty darn close, but we both looked back there and we could both see, um, an elderly woman's head ab- above the, the clothesline with, with the sheet on it. And this thing was up near the ceiling almost. And there was nothing on the floor where underneath the, the sheet where there should have been feet, mm. which would have still made this a, a pretty tall person. And I could see her face clearly um, along with my cousin. I could see everything just fine, which is not physically possible. Um, so, but I didn't know that back then. You know, I didn't know what was going on. And so, and so you could see, at us. so you could see the yeah. apparition in detail, but not like real life in detail. Exactly. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And, um, she had like curly hair, curly, curly white hair, um, glasses. And she was looking at us, um, kind of like staring at us or glaring at us. Like she was not happy we were, that we were there. And 
but we could, uh, you know, obviously we could tell that this was not a regular person. And we were worried if we went upstairs to get the rest of the family, which would all be sleeping by this point, probably, because it was pretty late at night, I think. Um, and if we brought them down there again, what if that lady was gone? We'd be in some big trouble with, you know, the rest of the family. Um, and we just didn't know what else to do. So we ended up just not looking at, at that direction anymore that night and just just kept talking and, until we went to sleep. But that wasn't actually all we saw that night because in not looking in that direction, we saw something else in the basement that at first we didn't think was anything too strange. We saw a a black cat on the, on the floor um, in another direction sort of like between us and the stairs almost. And, but at first we thought, well, it could just be, what if it was a cat that was just somehow in the house, you know, while the family was moving in or maybe they got in and, you know, it was just the regular cat. Um, so we decided to go check it out, get out of the bed and check it out. This was a, a, a full couch bed and we were both little kids. So it took us a minute and we had to look away as we were getting out of the couch bed. And when we looked back again to go over there, it was not there anymore. Wow. And it never made a sound moving. And it was a cement floor, and there was stuff all over the floor because of the move. And it never made a sound moving. And that's when, because I was already used to my, my ears being fairly sensitive, pretty sensitive, even at that point. And that just that didn't seem right. I didn't, I didn't like that, you know that kind of made me wonder if it was like something also not natural Um, because it also had like, I don't know if it was red or orange, but just like bright eyes, like beyond, you know, what you would usually see in in a a cat. Really? Um, So we got back into bed. Yeah. We got back into the bed because at that point we were were totally freaked out. And of course, when we got back into the bed and we looked back in that direction, guess what was there again? that same cat right in the spot where it's been. And it's so funny because so often you hear in these kind of encounters, people say, well, I didn't know what else to do. So I, I fell asleep. Well, that's what we ended up doing. Eventually we just ended up falling asleep because we didn't know what else to do. And, um, he <laughs> just fell asleep. And that was it for that night. Oh, come on, man. Like um, there's no way I would have been able to sleep during that. Like maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. So, so, and, and it's so funny because you would think that, but I mean, it, you hear that. I mean, I've been listening to a lot of stories over the years and, and, and experiences. I, I say stories, but you know, people's experiences, and and you hear that over and over again. And, you know, even well, it's definitely. I would say it's definitely uh, when you have a scary or paranormal experience. It's definitely better when you're not alone. You know, um, uh, and it validates the experience too. I mean. You know, it, it definitely it helps validate that too. When you know, so and I don't know necessarily if all of that was evil. I mean, you know, we were we were scared because we were kids, and that that lady was looking at us. How did it make happy. you feel? Did it did it feel evil? Not really. It just it felt unpleasant, and and that scared us. And I think that amplified like how we felt too in a way because like. This is his house, you know. What, what was there going on in his house, you know? That 
that was like that. And I won't go into all of them, but that's just the first experience that we had there over the years. Right. Wow, man. So that's how everything got started for you, huh? That was my, yep, that was my first experience, and I've had a lot of others, and just in the last decade, I started looking into all this as much as I could, and and, um, then eventually it found its way into my writing. Um, And, uh, but also it it led to my first out-of-body experiences, um, where I actually visited that same house um, after the family had already moved out. Really? Yeah. I've gone back there about, I think about four or five times over the years. And, um, it's different. It was different every time as far as like different furniture. One time there was no furniture. Um, and every time that there was furniture, it was never anything I recognized. And sometimes it was different from one time to the next. Um, one time, it even I, I I'm I was even sure it was an out of body because it was I was asleep in the middle of the day and I was moving through the house and it was the middle of the day just like it was when I went to sleep. Um, and that was that was interesting, and and what I also find interesting is I never run into people in these in these experiences. I don't know how, except for one other case where I could have if I if I wanted to, but I didn't, and that wasn't that house, that was somewhere else. But most of the experiences like that, I never run into people. It's always just empty places. Hmm. So, do you yeah. think that because of, so you, you were, you had this condition since you were young, right? Since you were a child. Uh, since I was born, yep. So, yeah. do, you, do you think that having this condition might have enhanced you your ability to see things or experience things because i know you know you and i discussed this before i know it makes your other senses heightened but i wonder about um mainly my my hearing um because i have no sense of smell um i have limited senses of, of taste and touch slightly so mainly my hearing but uh, it, it's i think it's possible i you know like so much in this area i don't it's hard to say anything for sure Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't say no, it has nothing to do with it because I don't know. Um, I need to have experiences on and off, not as much as, as when I was younger. Um, that does seem to, there seems to be something to that idea that, you know, when you're younger or when you're a lot older, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you might have more experiences, but, um, but yeah, it's possible. And I noticed I hear a lot more these days than I, I see. Unless it's like in and out of body experience kind of dream. So I usually hear noises around my apartment more than I, I see anything around here. Or I feel like, I feel like sometimes once in a while. So now has the, has the Patreon like as far as, you know, uh, doing the astral travel stuff, has that helped you at all? You know, I, I mean, <laughs> I feel, I feel bad even saying this. I haven't even gotten into all that yet. Oh, I thought you were um, doing that. My bad. No, I mean I've been keeping track of like within the um, the special group on on Discord. Uh-huh. Uh, as far as that goes, I've been I've been you know keeping up with all those posts. But yeah, I haven't even gotten into that. I've been listening to um, the Journeys Out of the Body from Robert Monroe. Yeah, um, that's what I've been doing mainly lately. Um, in, in addition to just all the other 
podcasts and, and stuff I try to keep up with. Um, so, yeah. Pretty interesting stuff there. I find it very it, interesting. Does it make, make the, a lot of paranormal stuff make sense a little bit, I think? At least it does for me. Like the ghost oh, that I saw walking down the road the other day. That is something I yeah. never saw. I never saw like a full body apparition in detail or anything like that. So, never. Yeah, it's, it's something when you have your, your first experience. Because I, mean, I can see, I can understand why people that haven't had one, you know, they may not believe in all that. But once you have something like that happen, <laughs> you know, it's pretty hard to ignore it. Um, no matter what you tell everybody else, it's pretty hard to, to tell yourself that it's not anything, I think. So. So tell me about your yeah. book, From Unknown. That, for some reason, that one's got my attention. What made you write that book? Um, well, I I recently started, um, I decided a little while back that I wanted to incorporate the paranormal in my stories. And um, I had this idea about uh, basically a, a group of people that were forced to um, evacuate their homes above ground and move into kind of like a, a, a underground base city kind of area. Uh-huh. Um, my my stories are science fiction as well, so it's it's almost always set in the future, you know. So there's that technology element too. Um, but these people escape into this this city, and and they're just kind of getting all set up when they start noticing certain people have this fingerprint mark on the back of their neck. And what it turns out to be um, is basically the, like a version of the, the Grim Reaper, the, you know, basically the aspect of death, kind of marking them, letting them know that they were supposed to die in this huge cataclysm that happened that, you know, that drove them into the city in the first place. Um, and, so the story, you know, follows certain characters as they're trying to figure out why this is happening. And in this story, there's no, there's no, um, like thought of the supernatural in that world. It's very much just all science, and you know. Um, so it was just kind of, it, uh, I was just wondering how that would go and what would happen. And it, it was, it was a lot of fun to write. Um, I find, uh, you know, it's funny to hear people, people say your writers have control over everything that they write and. Yes and no. <laughs> Stories change as you're writing them. So that was a lot of fun. But I just I wanted to play with that idea of, of kind of the you know, what would happen if a if death, you know, decided to make itself more known and and, you know, use people to to carry out what it you know, carry out its wishes wishes basically. Um because everybody that gets marked ends up going after other people that were marked so that eventually they all, everybody with the mark will eventually die um, in one way or another. Um, so why, why do you, do you think that, why do you think so many people and don't take this wrong, but why do you think so many people are drawn to the dark side of things, especially in this, in this kind of, I don't know. I, you know, I don't talk about the paranormal too much. I mean, everything we do, yeah. we talk about is the paranormal on the show. I would consider it paranormal, but I wonder sometimes what draws us to these things. Well, I think maybe part of it could be the idea that there is power in darker things and there's more, 
I don't know if there's more freedom to do things that maybe you wouldn't do normally or that you normally would think are bad, you know, but then if you're kind of embracing that, then it wouldn't matter so much. So maybe just, I don't know, I think possibly like power and, and, um, and less restrictions on what you do maybe, but I'm, I'm just guessing off the top of my head. I don't, I don't really know. So many people are drawn to the dark side. It's crazy. And, and I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying, I guess I'm jumping to conclusions thinking that you're looking at this stuff as, you know, uh, dark. Well, I think there's definitely always a, a dark aspect to, you know, the paranormal and, and there's definitely enough stories from people about their experiences with that. I, I'm, I, I always, I never totally discount anybody, but I also think some people, um, first of all, some people mistake things for being dark when maybe it's just something trying to get in, to get in touch with you, to, to communicate with you. Um, and it just seems scary to you, but it's not, you know, meant as anything scary. I, I don't know. I get scared easy, James, like really easy. I get jumpy. You know, I think I'm this big, tough guy, but when I saw that apparition, I ran into the house. See, I I used to get, um, I used to be, as a kid, and just even up until, I don't know, feel like my teens and stuff, I used to, all of that used to frighten me, but now, over the years, I've I've become more interested in it. And I don't really get frightened unless I feel, like you said, unless I feel something is really negative or bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't. I don't get frightened because I've had a couple of experiences where I had something, I don't know what, I don't even want to put names to it because I don't know what, what they were, where I've had like negative entities kind of try to invade my, my mind and out of my body or not, but at least my mind while I was sleeping at night. And I had to basically, um, you know, gather all my, my will and my, I don't know, spirit, I'm not sure what you would call it, but to force them out and you kick them out and and um that was you know it's not how, fun, how old it, were you it, when that happened know. these were more recent these were like in the last 15 well maybe about 10 15 about 10 years ago or so um wow. not long after i moved into this apartment i i had i had a lot of experiences here um especially when i first moved in um it's, it's a lot calmer now and i have a couple of crystals that i keep under my pillow that that actually help with that, keeping negative stuff away while I'm sleeping. Um, so that's, I I definitely believe there's something to all that too. Um, well, so, I do yeah. too, man. I, I do too. And uh, we're, we're already up here against our first break here, but I want to, I want to get into some more stories of some stuff that happened to you and also kind of want to talk about, uh, you know, your creativity and, conscious exploration as well as how that relates to some of the things that you've been through in your life because this is kind of the night where we get to know one of our listeners but also an author and somebody that's doing their own thing in the paranormal too uh we'll be right back if you want to join the chat room you can go to the fringe.fm forward slash chat room and you can call in if you got a question for james or you want to talk to us at 1-800-588-0335 stay with us
to Lighting the Void Radio. Born out of the alchemical tradition of Paracelsus is a medical tradition called Spagyria. Though not many people practice this work today, Phoenix Aurelius has been researching and teaching this work for the last 15 years, and he needs your support. Hi, I'm Phoenix Aurelius, and I'm the founder of the Phoenix Aurelius Research Society, where I perform modern scientific research on the methods and techniques of Paracelsian alchemy and spagyria for health, wellness, agriculture, ecology, and more. All my work is 100% funded by the public, so if you like what I'm doing and you want to support my research, please consider making a purchase of spagyric medicines from my apothecary, fund your own spagyric IDF wellness research, or participate in my group study or one-on-one immersion courses so that you can learn how to perform this work for yourself. I want to thank you in advance for your support. Visit thefringe.fm forward slash alchemy research and enter coupon code fringe and receive 15% off anything and everything on the website. That's thefringe.fm forward slash alchemy research. And thank you for doing your part and keeping alchemy alive in the modern day. What's up, Joe? Hey, man, I just wanted to say your show, dude, keeps getting better and better and better. I love Lighting the Void and the Fringe FM. This is Barbara Charlton from Metaphorical Archaeology. If you've ever had a traumatic paranormal experience, the effects of it may stay with you for years. Who do you talk to? You can't go to conventional help. What we do is we use emotional freedom techniques or tapping to actually neutralize the effects of that event. Maybe when you tell the story now, your heart races and your palms get sweaty. You don't even want to think about it because you don't know how to neutralize that. That's what EFT tapping does. It neutralizes those emotions. The circuit that that was recorded on is gone. The energy flows freely and you're free of it. And that's what emotional freedom is all about. We offer this as a pro bono service, but this is something that I offer because no one, it seems, is helping people with these experiences. If you'd like to reach me, it's really easy. My cell phone is 214-995-3754. Please leave a message. I will get back to you as quickly as possible. Or you can email me barb.eft at gmail.com and EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques. Reach out to me. It's confidential. This works. You won't believe the results. This is Crow Triple Seven and you are listening to The Fringe FM. We all have that story to tell in our lives. The winds were howling. The ground shook. You could hear rushing water and then History repeats itself. When there's no power, refrigeration fails, stores with their shelves strip bare, ATMs can't operate, deliveries stop, then what? These events can last days or weeks. You need a plan. In statements made during recent interviews, FEMA Administrator Brock Long has repeatedly urged all Americans to understand three truths. FEMA is broke. The system is broken. If this is the new normal, Americans can't rely on federal cavalry when disaster strikes. Don't get caught out in the elements empty-handed. Prepare with us by going to preparewiththefriends.com and get your two-week food supply, 92 servings, eight food varieties with 25-year shelf life, normally 137 now only $75. Or get a month's supply, normally $247, now only $147 shipped in one business day. Just go to preparewiththefriends.com or call 888-440-7931. That's 888-440-7931. Get this great offer and be prepared while it lasts. The night is young, so turn up the heat with your host, Joe Root, on Lighting the Void on The Fringe FM. Stick, 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 stick,
this is Elle. I listen to Lighting the Void because it's interactive radio with good content, interesting guests, and a humble host. Sharing his journey through the esoteric. Hey, Joe Roop. Thanks for having us along for the ride. Thank you so much for a delightful evening. Well, I got a lot of ground to cover. is 1-800-588-0335. If you would like to text, you can text in at 501-777-5631. Well, it's almost guaranteed that in your lifetime, something weird is going to happen, whether it's a glitch in the matrix, deja vu, a haunting, an apparition, Something's going to happen. Not everything is mundane and normal for everybody in their life. And a lot of times when the paranormal happens to us, we just kind of, I don't know, we blow it off like it's no big deal. But I don't think we should. And uh, James Halcido, our guest here tonight, he's also a listener of the program and one of the Voidwalker patrons here. He's also an author. And he has a page on Amazon where you can go check out all his books. Um, if you just type in James Salcido, S-A-L-S-I-D-O, yeah, I think you can also check out Salcido Paranormal on Facebook too. Isn't that right, James? Don't you have a page for that? Yes. Yep. I have that. And then James Salcido author, I believe is also another one. And then just my name on Facebook is, is my own, uh, personal page, but yeah. Yep. So, so the other night I was talking about how I feel like kids get the worst end of this stuff. Like, there's always yeah. some type of, like, I don't know. It seems kind of diabolic. You wouldn't think that, that, you wouldn't think it would be this way. But it does seem, I'm starting to ramble here, but it does seem that there's something out there that wants to install fear into us at an early age. Like, why do children have nightmares at such an early age? Even if when they don't see things, they still have nightmares. Isn't that weird? Like, what's up with that? I wonder what that's it about, is. James. Yeah, I I don't know. I think um, I think part of it is is um, just what things that happen in day to day life that you know. I think there is like um part of that could be a mundane explanation of kids going you know going through things in life that they dream about later that you know get blown out of proportion in their dreams. Um, but as far as the paranormal stuff, I think there's there's good and bad forces out there with all kinds of agendas and some that are just neutral, you know, um, it's hard to say. Is that the most hideous thing you saw when you were a kid? What's the scariest thing you ever saw? Scariest thing as a kid. Well, uh, again, it's one of those other things I saw in that house. Weirdest thing I ever saw it was in that house was, um, basically it was a bit like a human shaped white light. So just the mass of white, but there was, I'm, I, 
the only thing I can think of is like a, a giant cat's claw in the middle of it. A cat's claw. Um, Interesting. Yeah. My, uh, it was at the same house. Um, it was actually in the room just above the space where that the, a lady apparition was at in the basement. Um, but this thing came from the stairwell. We were in the front room and there was streetlights outside, you know, but not a lot of light in the house. So we noticed that when this light came from the stairwell and it started coming down the stairs and um, it came into the room we were in and then it went and we were on, on the floor on like blankets with, you know, sheets and just blankets and pillows and stuff. It floated right by us. If we had stuck our feet out further, we could have put our feet through it. And it floated right by us and then around my side and then around into the dining room in back of us. And it was it was weird, but, but it was also, at the time, it didn't feel bad. It was just something that was there. So I actually got up out of the my little bed I'd made. And I don't remember if my cousin did it as well, but I know what I did. And I watched it go into the dining room, and it it passed through the dining room table and chairs. And it just floated through the dining room and then out through the back window. Damn. Yeah. Did your heart speed um, up? Did you get the racing heartbeat? Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, that was that was only the first time I saw it. Luckily, I only saw it one other time. But this time was actually the the weirdest, um, because and also the scariest in a way. Um, so one of those other weekends, I was there. We were actually sleeping sleeping in my cousin's bedroom, and. Um, well, my cousin was sleeping at the time. I was not, I was awake still. I've always been a night owl. Um, that's something that's always stayed with me. Um, so I was laying there on the floor awake on, on blankets and, and a pillow and again and stuff. And the bedroom door was closed because um, there was actually, my cousin had two sisters and along with the parents that were there. So, you know, privacy and everything. Um, but the bedroom door was closed and this, the same white thing, this white, cat's claw thing basically phased through the, the door of the bedroom and came in and just kind of hovered or stood um, in, in front of that door. And I was obviously, you know, wondering what was going on because there was only us in there. There was nowhere else to go. I wanted to pull out through a window again. Um, but as I was looking at it, I was laying on the floor, so I was kind of looking up at it from an angle. And the rest of the room was dark. And I started seeing these masses of light appearing in front of in front of me and between me and this thing. And it was almost like, you know how you see what they call floaters in front of your eyes sometimes? Yeah, hell yeah. Vision. It was, um, it was they kind of developed like that in, the, in a way. And so I don't know if it, was, if it was interfacing with my mind directly and changing that, the way that looked. But what I ended up seeing was um, basically arms and legs floating in the air, hmm. just separate arms and legs. And it wasn't oh anything, God. it wasn't gory. I think if it, would have been, if it had been gory, I would have freaked out. It wasn't gory. It was just like, almost like prosthetics, but like they looked real floating, just arms and legs hovering in the air in front of me and, and, and between me and this thing. And, 
What? And again, I just, I stared at it for a while and I didn't know what else to do. And eventually I fell asleep. Dude, and you just stared at that and fell asleep. Seriously. I closed my eyes so I couldn't, couldn't see it anymore eventually. And I just, yeah, I just, wow, I fell asleep. Now again, again, was this one of those situations where you, you saw something in detail that you normally wouldn't see? And that one, I, I can't say because everything was so blurry anyway. Um, the cat's claw, even the cat's claw was kind of blurry. Cat's um, claw. So I, I can't, I can't say for sure on that one. Are you in this apartment uh, right now that you saw all this stuff? Oh no, that was in my cousin's house. Okay. That was in my cousin's house. Um, no, I, I have seen a couple of little things here and there, here, but not like, not like that. Um, now, funny thing about my apartment, I, I when we were just talking before the show, I mentioned the book, um, the Red Lake Entity. Um, the the little girl from that book is slightly inspired by something that I saw and communicated with here in this apartment when I first moved in. So. Huh. Um, but the place again, that you live in now to, is definitely, yes. you've had a lot of experiences there. I would say so. More so when I first moved in, I kind of had this idea that in some cases, when you first move into a place, there can be more activity. Um, I think maybe because you're getting used to it and maybe whatever's there is getting used to you, you know, different energy things. I mean, I don't know, but I've noticed that when I've listened to other experiences from people, you know, they can, they have that happen too. So that's where more happens when you first get into a place. See, but, that's, um, what, that's what I'm afraid of, because I've already had some experiences here. Seriously. Well, but I wouldn't say it's a set hard and fast rule either. I, there's no... I wouldn't even say most cases. I'm just saying that in some cases, you know, and I mean, not every home either. I mean, it's going to have, you know, all kinds of activity. And I mean, at least you saw that outside your home. Yeah. So, I mean... Well, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah. uh, I gotta tell you, man, it looks so real that I had to make sure that my mind wasn't playing tricks on me. That's how real it was. And yeah. then to, to have the body like fade away like that, it's just, I don't know. It's one of those situations where I hear a lot of stories and there, no matter how many times I hear them, it's so freaking hard to believe, even though I've had some crazy stuff happen to me in my life, but now that I saw that it's like there's something that happens in the mind that once you actually have the experience and it removes all doubt, it changes your, your paradigm completely. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. But I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know why, I guess I could see why people were, would be worried about talking to you about this, but to me, and maybe there's just something wrong with me. I don't know, but I'm fascinated at what it would be like to live, <clears throat> not saying I want it to happen, right? But what it would be like to experience conscious exploration when one of your senses is dulled and the rest are heightened. You know, because a lot of our the stuff we do depends on how clear we can uh, hear and uh, some of the mantras that we do. Some things like yeah. I, I think like if you were to go sit out in nature and meditate you would probably hear things 
that we just can't hear, you know? Yeah. Like, do you ever hear yeah, well, when it gets quiet? Do you hear whispers and stuff like that? Um, not usually whispers. When I well, no, I've had a couple of times where um, I've been I've been really relaxed. I have heard kind of like just people talking, but almost just about not quite whispers, but just talking quietly. And it was almost, but it was like almost just mundane stuff, like just. I have to go to the store tomorrow or I need to do this or I, I want to do that. And you could hear the voices, right? Yeah, different God. voices. And, but it was almost like it was, I was hearing thoughts that people were having. It was almost like I was hearing people's thoughts because they were so, it wasn't anything that like could, I could take as a message of any kind directly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I don't know how that, you know, I, I think that relaxation and, 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 getting into that, you know, altered or different states is definitely a key to that. Cause it's not like it happens a lot, <laughs> you know, um, it's only happened a couple of times for me, but, um, but yeah, it's, I think there's, there's something to, when you can be, you know, being, being quiet and being and listening and, and, but it's always hard for me anyway, to quiet my mind that, that it's, it's always going. <laughs> Um, yeah, because well, when I was a, when I was a kid, man, the silence would freak me out. Because I lived in a house where uh, my father he'd want no lights, no night lights. If you had a night light, you were a wuss to him or something, right? So mm. no nights, no night lights, no noises, no TV, no fans, nothing. And mm. when it gets that quiet, you can hear a lot of stuff. Oh yes, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, I can, I can hear, um, I mean, I do know I hear like soft taps or bumps in my apartment sometimes that are just at random places that I can't, you know, that they're not near any like plumbing or, or anything like that. that I, so I can't write them off as being just, you know, the apartment or whatever, like the apartment or whatever. I get that sometimes. I have found, I get that sometimes when I'm listening to or, or I'm listening to like paranormal content, sometimes I'll get that. Um, and I've had, I've had experiences like that with, with friends in places where we've been, you know, listening or watching, listening to or watching a, a TV show about this stuff. And we'd notice little bumps and bangs around us, like in, in the other end of a room or, you know, um, there, you know, we'd see shadows moving around in the bat, but like, again, not right by us, but like in, you know, off in the other end of the room we were in, um, I, I could go, I could probably tell you, spend the whole half hour t- telling you about this training center for the blind. I went to a couple of times where, where I had a lot of experiences there. Uh, why do you think, well, why do you think that place would be haunted? That I don't know. Um, because I don't know, it's a government place, so I can't, I haven't really been able to look up like a lot of the history of it as far as what it might have been before. It was that, um, I do know one of the most interesting things to me about that is, um, one of the things I experienced was hearing someone walking down the hallway, um, and I could hear their footsteps, but I could also hear the sound of a cane, a white cane tapping the floor back and forth like you do when you're using one sometimes. Um, which is how you tell when there's steps and or obstacles or you know that's how you 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 navigate. 
You heard um, that? This... And I still, I still wonder if that was a residual thing where that was just, you know, energy imprinted or, but then if it was a conscious entity, why would it do that? But then also there's, I've heard these ideas over the years that when we have experiences, that's not always spirits, but it's just different points in time that are interacting, that are touching or, you know, somehow, and you're hearing what's going on in, in reality, but in a different time or even in an alternate, you know, time or universe. So that's why it's so hard. I used to think of ghosts as one thing. And, and over the years, I've learned a lot about, you know, how they could be a lot of different things. So either way, it still freaks you out though, right? <laughs> it would it mean it doesn't matter. More. Yeah. It, it, it used to, I mean, what's really funny is now if I had the resources and I, and I would be out investigating places all the time, every week. Um, if, the, if there was because, one place that we could send you, James, what would be the place you'd want to go to? Oh, Beverly Hills Sanitarium. Beverly Hills. And I uh, can, uh, wait, really? Yeah. In Kentucky. Yeah. I've heard so much about that place from so many different sources and media that are not connected with each other, you know, I've heard so many stories about things people have experienced there. Um, I, I would do it. I would. I would definitely do that. And what's nice in a way about me is, I darkness is easier in my eyes, so I would not have any problem with being there in the dark. That's. I have no problem with being anywhere in the dark, just because of the dark. It's. It's just the dark. It's not in the dark. Issue. So you're always in the dark, yeah. aren't you? That's perfect. I try to be. I like to be. It's 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 easier on me that way if I am. Yeah. It's. Yep. So tell me about your out of body experiences then. Well, um, aside from the ones at my cousin's house, I've also been. I've been to my grandparents' house a few times. I, I went there a couple times when my my grandmother was still there, but then I've also been there a few times after that after basically my family sold the house and everything. And again, the furniture would be different at times. Um, there was one time I went there and I don't know how I, I, I guess through address, I was able to sense that there was people in the bedroom behind a closed door. Um, when I was basically one of these times where I just kind of appeared in, in the house, I noticed that the bedroom door was closed and I was, I felt like there was people in there. So I didn't go in there. But I, I would just wander around the living room, and, and I knew it was that house. And I found I found out, you know, as I was growing up, that I used to actually live in that house when I was a baby for a while. And then throughout my lifetime, I used to visit there whenever I could too. So I have a, I have a pretty major connection to that house. And um, I even had one time <laughs> where I fell asleep here at home. I was it was in the middle of the day. And at this time, my older sister was living um, over there, and wow. I had this this feeling where I was still sitting in a chair, but it wasn't the chair that I wasn't at home, and everything was really blurry. I could barely see anything in the living room, but I could tell almost just because of the floor and because of the, the wall, I could see that I was in that house, and the they they had a they had a dog, and the dog actually came up to me. And I almost felt it like nudge at me 
for just a split second. And then I, you know, after, <laughs> after, after a little bit of that, I've kind of, I came back here huh. and it was the weirdest thing. I'm pretty sure it was. I mean, I don't, you know, I can't say for sure, I guess, but it felt a little awful. Like I was over there and you know how they say animals can sense all that better than we can even. I think it did. And, um, I never saw when I got out of body the one time, man, I didn't that. Well, the big time, I didn't see any damn thing, no animals, nothing like, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm still trying to get out of body up here in New York. So maybe it'll be different, but I think the biggest fear is too, is like when people get out of body or they find themselves out of body or become loose, they're afraid that they're going to run into things they don't want to see like entities or people. Or hear voices. Well, and there's, yeah, I mean, there's definitely if you if you want to look hard enough, there's stories about people having, you know, encounters with bad stuff. But I mean, there's also all kinds of good stories too. So I think it's I think it's just like life. You never know what you're gonna you can run into anything, anyone, you know, in real life, that's good or bad, you know. Um, I and I think it's interesting the whole the whole site thing because I remember read, yeah I've been reading that that um book by Robert Monroe and he mentioned how um you know you may not always see so well when you're in the out of, like when you're out of yeah, body. I've had that happen. And and I I get that. I had that happen just the other day with with an experience. Um and I get that. I understand that. And then there are other times where it seems like I I, I can see just as well there as I can here. And and but those times those happened a lot more when I was like as I was growing up. Some of those were, and those were also the the times where I went to a place out of body, and then I, I didn't know, and then I went there months or even years after that in person, and figured out that's where I had been at. But then you know it wasn't the same circumstances, and there weren't people in the out of body experience like there wasn't in in real life, quote unquote. So. Those are interesting to me too. I can I can go into all those, but in fact, I did share one of those last that one time I called in. Yeah. Um, about the arrow, the arrow shapes on the wall. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, I that, had a dream did those time. out of did those out of body experiences just real quick? Did they just happen? Did they just happen to you like this? Um, yeah. You weren't yeah. trying to do it. It just happened to you. Excuse me. Nope, I wasn't trying. I have only recently just started trying with with the with the patrons. You know, with the whole patron thing. Um, you know, just because I thought it was interesting. And so yeah, most of my experiences were just somehow it happened. Um, Isn't that something? Like yeah. that's how it. Like, it seems like the harder you try, the the less it happens for some reason. I don't know why that is. And then when you let go, and I'm kind of fall asleep. Yeah, I'm. It does. It just happens. And I think it's still good to learn everything you can about it. But I am starting to think, like, you know, the way you just said it, where, you know, don't try too hard. Just see what happens because sometimes things will happen, you know. Yeah, so, but for I, sure. I, still, I still think it's interesting to learn what, you know, what we can. I do, too. I totally agree. And uh, look, we're at the top of the hour. The phone lines are open if you want to call in. Now share your story, or you can ask James a question about any of his experiences, too. 
it's definitely a unique situation, at least from my point of view, uh, with the condition that James has. And I, I don't want to focus on that. But what I am trying to think about here is what what abilities could James have that, that or things that he could do a little bit better than us because the human body is a pretty incredible thing and it will adapt to things very easily. Like I'm Joe Roop. This is Lighting the Void. We're at the top of the hour. We're here with James Salcedo. Salcedo Paranormal. Go check it out on Facebook. You can also join his Discord too. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, I think you got like a few books on Amazon. You're all over the place, man. Just yeah, look up James Salcedo. You'll find Salcedo the guy. Media. So, oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, that's the Discord. Yeah. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Yeah, check it out. Surfer Music Discovery. It links to thousands of online stations, but the twist is you see the song names and artists that are now playing live. That's different. No guessing. Looks like a waterfall of music. So many formats. Rock, oldies, country, R&B, jazz, and a whole lot more. How's that spelled? Surfer. S-U-R-F-R. Is it expensive? It's free. No need to sign up or sign in. Get the Surfer Music app free from Google Play or the App Store. I'm Ryan Gable of the Secret Teachings Radio Show, and you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Check out my show, The Secret Teachings, Monday through Friday, right here on The Fringe, 11 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern, U.S. time. Have you ever seen an adder banner which brought you a feeling that someone is reading your mind or even listening to your conversations? Your online data is being used against you. Surfshark is a VPN service that makes online privacy protection easy and attainable. You can use it on as many devices as you'd like simultaneously. Surfshark encrypts all internet traffic sent to and from your devices and ensures that your IP address remains hidden. The VPN service that we use at UFO Seekers plus one month free for $1.99 a month. Visit surfshark.deals/seekers. Sure, you have a great product, but did you know thousands of times a day advertisers try to get in your head and you really don't remember the product or the service? The Draw Shop knows your message needs to be watched and understood to convert viewers into buyers. The Draw Shop produces powerful animated and affordable videos single person businesses working out of a converted garage to fortune 500 companies have used the draw shop to make videos that are impossible to be misunderstood whiteboard animated videos turn viewers into buyers and believers using proven neuroscience psychology and highly refined marketing knowledge viewers take action and with a compelling animated video from the draw shop conversions are three to five times the national average the draw shop call 844-619-3729 or visit the that's the hey this is country music singer and void walker jason benoit and when i need my fix on the world of magic and the capabilities of the human consciousness 
I listen to Joe Roop right here on Lighting the Void Radio. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. What would you do if you received a pack of seeds with a foreign language written on it? Remember back in July when people were receiving mysterious seed packets from China? Well, some people planted them and some people ate them. When this first started, agricultural departments all over the country were receiving calls and emails from residents who were unsure about the seeds they received. Was it part of some sinister plan? The official answer is that it was a brushing campaign in which items of small value are sent to people whose accounts have been compromised or they're sent as a gift. Reviews from verified buyers are weighted higher in the Amazon rating system. And in response, Amazon has banned the sale of foreign seeds to its customers in the United States. So, if you get a mysterious unsolicited package in the mail, think twice before planting or consuming the seeds. Does former heavyweight champion Mike Tyson believe in aliens? He was recently on the Joe Rogan podcast, and this is what he had to say. I think we're aliens. I think we're descendants of aliens. Yeah, that's the only thing I could come up with. If you can't explain, if you can only tell me about Adam and Eve, I'm going to go with the aliens. If that's what you hit me with, Adam and Eve, go with these alien guys. Who knew Mike Tyson believed in aliens? What does Stonehenge do? Recently, a team of researchers uncovered the acoustical properties of Stonehenge. They built a small-scale model of Stonehenge to test the properties of the ancient monument. They used laser scan data and input the information into a 3D printer and recreated stones from scratch that are missing from the Stonehenge site. The testing consisted of playing chirping noises that ran the gamut from very low to very high frequencies. Researchers found that the physical properties of the stones, such as their makeup and shape, contributed to the reverberation inside the monument. Weird 2020 news. William Shatner, yes, that William Shatner, is supporting a proposed amendment to the House of Representatives. The National Defense Authorization Act, which is named the Starfleet Amendment. Shatner, who played Captain Kirk, wants Space Force to rename its colonels to captains, like in Star Trek. Shatner says there's no Colonel Kirk, not even in a mirror universe. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. out there there's something out here and so are we ktok digital broadcasting the fringe fm
second hour again i want to thank you guys for your patience as we make the transition to the station you may hear a show and look at the titles and the metadata and it doesn't line up we will get that fixed and over the next few days it'll sound like a rocking station indeed since it is here for the first time actually in studio instead of broadcasting from a cloud or some shoutcast server or something like that uh, you may hear stuff that's actually on my playlist, and I'm going to go ahead and apologize for that. But there's some cool music on there, but we're still going to have shows and stuff, too, until we get everything back in and scheduled in. But everything that's important, all the important shows, mainly I'm talking about free for all times. You may hear music and uh, just weird, random noises that come from my apartment. Tonight, we're here with uh, James Salcedo, who's also an author and listener of the show, and Void Walker and Patreon. And we also got a caller who's calling in and I hope it's uh, not Night Stalker. It is Night Stalker, but I hope he's not calling back in to like get revenge from me when he was was on the show. What's up, brother? <laughs> you got What's going on, you guys? What's happening? Not much. You got a question for James tonight? Uh, oh, I'm getting a little bit of a weird echo. I don't know if you can hear that. You are. Can you hear that? I don't know. Hold on. Let me see. Hmm. I can see okay. why you would be getting a weird echo. But um, I wonder... I wonder what that is because i can hear it too i've been hearing weird stuff in my apartment that's what i was telling uh, james during the break and because <laughs> his apartment is uh haunted as well he said but i don't think i think i figured out what it is i just gotta find it there it is <laughs> maybe, there maybe you go. it's my apartment <laughs> now you shouldn't be getting an echo anymore hope not testing i think we're good all right. on, james great show so far hello thank you what's happening uh, I had a question for you or a comment. So, like, we met, we were talking about uh, a few weeks ago how, like, you're kind of like the daredevil, except his other, like, your other sense, uh, senses didn't really, uh. like, become that powerful. But, like, there's yeah. a character in um, Sabrina on, on Netflix. Like, her, her best friend, Roz, she uh, started losing her eyesight. And then when that started happening, she started getting something that they call in the show the site where she can see things like that aren't actually there. She can see like glimpses in the future and like different things that are on kind of the astral plane. So like perhaps maybe your like five senses haven't like jumped up a crazy amount with the loss of eyesight, but maybe your other six, seventh, eight, ninth senses have actually boosted up. And that's why you can like notice the things that are uh, other people can't notice. You know, do you ever think that? 
Yeah, it's, it could be. Um, I do think it's it's hard to say though because I've I've known a lot of other, but then again, I guess it comes down to the whole thing where you don't talk about this this stuff with everybody. But I don't know. It could be. Yeah. I was just gonna say I, I I've known a lot of other people that are they have low vision or no vision, and they don't all have those those experiences, but. Then again, I was just talking earlier about this training center I went to where we did have some experiences together. So uh, it, it could be, you know, it could be. Matt Stucker, are you driving and, a forklift? Uh, talking... Sorry, no, <laughs> it's my uh, seatbelt thing, I think. I'm oh. picking up some, uh, it's, my night, it's my night off, so I was picking up some, some chicken fingers from the uh, <laughs> place. I'm driving home right now. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. But uh, you were talking about... Um, Places you wanted to go, like uh, kind of ghost hunting and stuff. Uh, where are you from, James? Yeah. Like, what, what what part of the world are you in? Um, Wisconsin. Oh, I'm in Michigan. Where are you from? Michigan. Michigan. There's a lot of uh, haunted places around Michigan. I think isn't there? Isn't there like a, a bunch of uh, it's kind of like a hotspot? Oh yeah, there's the Michigan area. Yeah, there's places all over the place. I just um, transportation is always an issue, but yeah, it's it, there's places all over. Um, I've even been on a couple of. Are you worried? Uh, like, ghost. Tours, hunts, kind of those kind of things too. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you worry about like bringing stuff back with you? Because like there's a lot of haunted places around me, but I'm like a little nervous of going somewhere and then like finding something and coming home and having like weird experiences happen to me because I've never really done that before. So, is that something that you yeah, worry I, about? Or do I, you have like a practice that you do? I always just try to keep positive, keep you know, and keep my, make my my intention's clear when I'm ever, whenever I'm at a place, you know, that I'm looking only for positive experiences and, and, um, and, you know, that just kind of just keep that in my mind the whole time. And, um, and I mean, I know there's always that possibility. Um, but like I said earlier, again, you can meet all kinds of people, you know, uh, people that are living that can be problems too. So I don't, I don't worry about it a lot. Um, I and as far as having experiences here, well, I I have those anyway here and there, so that's not okay. an issue for me either overall. Um, but I think it's just something to keep in mind, and 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 as long as you keep, you know, keep your your energy good and and you know go there with respect, and I mean that, I think respect is also a huge thing whenever you go anywhere, um, and and where there might be entities there I think it's you know one of the things that annoy me about some certain TV shows that you know like Zach Baggins investigating plays yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah that um I can't watch that show because it, it's just what you are know, you yelling at people for yeah, you know? well you know David Omen's been <laughs> on the on the show a few times and I'm thinking I gotta have him back again before Halloween but he's a character right and he's talking about the Omen house how haunted it is and all that, right? So oh, he yeah, said yeah. that Zach Baggins came to his house. It was literally like taunting the spirits on the show, going down there yeah. like, prove <laughs> that you're real. I don't believe this. And and they actually they actually did scratch him, and it freaked him out. And then he ran outside and didn't go back in. And then like wrote in his book that David is uh, possessed by demons. Oh geez, that was David's <laughs> yeah. story, anyways. Even though, yeah. even uh, though David is a little crazy. Guys out there, though. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Baggins is like a caricature of himself at this point. He like knows exactly what like they want him to be. So he like we, like he I don't know. He's like he's like a caricature now. I can't really take him seriously. Let me, don't like, don't you think stuff? that's a bit yeah. of a problem though? Like we all want to figure out at least oh, on this side of the fence, we want to figure out what's real and what's not. And then we got people out there that I've experienced this too, where there's either nothing happening and they make a story out of it or something is happening, but they like, they get really eccentric about it and start adding on things. Um, and then you don't know yeah, what's yeah. real anymore. Well, I mean, that's people, so many people think that either you believe in everything or you think it's all fake and right. you don't, you don't do anything like, I mean, for all the experiences I've had, I don't ever say, like, every bump and bang and thing that I see in this, that is something paranormal. No, that's not, you know, that's not how things things are. You know, I mean, I think you have to be cautious and you have to, you know, as much as you can, do your research and, and figure out what's going on and, you know, let things be what they are, you know, not try to make them more or less than what they are. Did I tell yeah. you the, like the research is a huge part of it, Chance? Did I tell yeah, you like, what like happened on my Sasquatch like... adventure? No, no, no. So I can't say where I was or who I was with, just because I don't want to. But I went out in the woods to hunt <laughs> for Sasquatch. Let's say it was around the Central America. It was it was a, a Central. Back damn it, it was in Arkansas. All right. And uh, (laughs) so I'm walking through the woods and there's this valley I wanted to go check out, but this person waited till it was like right at dark. Oh yeah. I think I did hear that. Yeah. I mean like right at dark and I'm like, okay, so maybe, maybe he wants to creep me out. I don't know. So we go towards this valley and he's telling these stories about how rocks get thrown at people and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I got pretty good eyesight at night because all the hunting I did when I was little, I think. Maybe it was the carrots I ate. I don't know. But he's walking in front of me, and he hits this stick that I can I see the whole the whole uh, entrapment that he made there. Like, yeah, there's a stick that's that's going straight up a hill. It's like a limb, and it's holding a rock, a pretty good size rock too. And all you got to do is bump it, and it's going to cause a rock to roll down the hill. Right? Yeah. And oh. so he just, like, steps on it, and the rock rolls down, and he goes, turns around and says, oh, shit, man, what, what, the, what was that? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what to say because I felt so bad. You know, I didn't want to be yeah. like, I was yeah. so deep in the woods with the guy. I didn't want to be like, dude, you, that was uh, you. You set that up, and then <laughs> him, like, murder me out there or something, you know? Uh, wow. Yeah. So, to I kind of played it off. I was like, "Yeah, that was pretty crazy, man." You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My boss says that. Like when how could uh, that yeah. has to go to wow. uh, like. Yeah. Like with, with with the whole like research around like my local area, like me and my boss would go out to his like he has his reservation behind behind his house, or this like conservation area, and he gets like really into that. Like he watches all those um, the Baggins Goat shows and all like the real basic UFO shows. So any chance he gets, any little creek or crack or anything, he goes, oh, what was that? What was that? What was that? And just, like, being out there and, like, in the moment and, like, in the middle of the woods, like, trying to have fun, <laughs> you do kind of you do kind of get into it, you know? So I was yeah. like, oh, wow, yeah, I think I did hear that. 
and like you, you find yourself going along with it too. Like I understand it, but also if you're making a TV show too, you, can, you can't be dishonest to people, you know. So you gotta well, keep it like happy medium. That's how most shows do because they're, they're the producers exactly yeah. and the networks. They they gotta make their money. Well, doesn't it kind of remind you of the big guy that was riding that wagon and dances with wolves at the beginning of it? You know, I don't know if you've seen that movie. But he's all, <laughs> I don't he's think I've actually ever seen that. Old dirty <laughs> cowboy that's, all, that's poking Kevin Costner with sticks. And he's like, what's that? What's that? You know, doing that crap. That's probably, that's what it's like. But you get stuck deep in the woods with somebody and you don't want to like call them out. You can't, I don't know why. I just had a bad feeling like. Things would get really bad if I called them out. Well, that's why that you listen to, to your feelings. I mean, I'm sure that you know? maybe it would have. Yeah. The sad, the whole, the sad yeah. part about that, and my whole point to that story is, is there are actually paranormal things that are happening out there, for real. But because, yeah, I saw that. It's like, I don't know. They don't lose credibility with me, or the the events themselves. I saw an orb out there. There's no doubt about it. But the events themselves don't lose credibility. It's more like now I don't know what to believe when you tell me anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. So like they should. They really should just lean research and just go with like the history of the region and like possible ghosts and who could be there, and don't bank it all on trying to find something during like a six hour recording session. You know, yeah. like are you into oh, UFOs yeah. at all, James? Like, it's just trying to hit me when you were talking. Huh? He wants, I, I didn't catch you. Can you hear me? I'm, I just pulled. Yeah, we can hear you. He wants to know if you're into UFOs, James. Oh, you know, I a little bit, yeah. Um, I think they're interesting. I've I've never seen one. I think, um, you know, I, I like, what I, like everything else with the paranormal, I think there's too many people that have had experiences for it all to be lies. I think there has to be, yeah. you know, things going on. And I don't think it has to be just one one answer to what's going on either. I think there can be the you know yeah. different nuts and, nuts and bolts as they say, and then there can be different things that are energy based, and then you know there can be people that are mistaken and or people that you know a few people that are are making it up. But I think yeah, I think there's something out there yeah. for sure. Cause like, we should do a show were, and like um, bust out people that make it up though. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, the uh, Joe Rogan questions everything where he did like that five episodes with Duncan Trussell where he go like one episode is Bigfoot, one's UFOs, one's like, uh, like AI and stuff. And like, to- and during the show, he's getting real skeptical and kind of like sci-fi didn't really like it. They were kind of, uh, it, was- it wasn't supposed to be like a debunking show, but it turned into being like, this is kind of BS. Like, I don't know if I believe this. And it turned into that. It's pretty good. Well, but, Joe- um, I was thinking about the UFO thing. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Um, sorry. Um, so you were talking about the, the light sensitivity, James, and like, so you, like a lot of people, when they talk about extraterrestrials, they're like, eyes are really small and it seems as if they are really light sensitive. And like with the whole, like Stephen Greer trying to make like, um, consciousness connections to these extraterrestrials. I was wondering if you were into that type of stuff, cause it'd be interesting for somebody, but they might be interested in you with that has like a, a light sensitivity, like to his eyes too. I wasn't sure. Like it was a weird thought, but have you thought about that at all? No, like, I, I, I've heard, uh, I haven't heard about the light sensitivity thing, but I've, I've, I do know about the consciousness thing that you know that 
there's that's a um, thing that people are getting into. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I've, um, I had um, this. I, I mentioned it in the Discord. I had this dream once, and I still don't know. I, it's one of those things where I hope it was just a dream, but I don't know that it was just a dream. Hmm. But I really, really, really hope it was just a dream. Um, I can go into that if you want. Yeah, I, um, just yeah, just tell us. So I was basically I was still laying down. Um. But it was like I was on the, it didn't feel like my bed. It felt like a table of some kind. And I was in the room. I could see the walls were kind of like filled with, uh, there was almost like um, like entertainment centers, but like it was all just computer stuff. But like I couldn't tell what any of it was. And there wasn't screens. But um, I could see that along a couple of the walls. And I could see there were like four figures. There were two that I couldn't see very well. They were off in the distance a little ways. And then there were two that were nearby kind of walking around me and I couldn't move in the stream and I couldn't really see any of them. Well, at all. I could just see, see kind of shapes and I couldn't move. And I, I, all of a sudden I heard my, my parents voices and they were saying everything was okay. And I was going to be okay. And I'll listen, but they didn't have any emotion and, and, I just, I knew that that was not them. Um, I mean, why would they be saying that I can't move and we're in, you know, some strange place. And, um, and so I was laying there and I saw something above me and it was a needle and it was coming down towards me and right down towards, towards my eyes. What the hell? And. Wow. Wow. I came down and, and it actually touched one of my eyes and then I woke up. What? Now, yeah, that's crazy. Wow. I did not, I did not get any more sleep that day that, that through that rest of that, yeah, that day. And, Cause I felt the needle tip. I felt something anyway, touch my eye. You think something, that something's experimenting wow. on you or something? I, and I don't know. I don't, I don't like to claim anything, but I don't know for sure. So I, I you know, all I can say is I, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I get into all that things. stuff, man. It's hard. There's a whole thing like about implants and stuff. People do like massive shows about experimentation, implants, and having dreams like that that seem super real. Like almost like everybody's got implants. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but yeah, I've heard. Yeah, that. And the, like the implants thing is like crazy. I don't know and nothing I, about I, it. You know, like I said, I just, I don't even know what to think about that. I just know that when I woke up from that and I was, I was freaked out. It's really funny. We talked earlier about being freaked out or not freaked out about by things. That one freaked me out. Um, you yeah. felt the needle yeah. on There's your eyeball, like on your eyeball. Yeah. I felt something touch my eyeball. I felt like a, a, a tiny little point of something touched my, my eyeball. What the? I don't remember which is one an episode was, of uh, Farscape. I'm uh, watching Farscape on uh, Amazon Prime. There's an episode of Farscape on Amazon Prime. Like, I'm just starting mm-hmm. to watch it, and uh, they're like, he that the crew has to make a deal with this like alien scientist thing, and he he uh, has to stick a needle in their eyes because the the DNA that the, the uh, like the cells they get out of like the ocular nerve 
are like the most rare in the body or like they're like special well, and they a, needed those particular nerves in order to like, yeah. Well, that's but, weird that you mentioned that, that part of the, the eye or the brain, because my, my original diagnosis was, there is um, something, and I shared something I get in discord about it. It's called optic nerve hypoplasia. And that's where wow. the optic nerve didn't develop all the way or there was damage to it or that kind of thing where it's not yeah. where it's supposed to be. I heard, I thought I might have heard of that. I have a genetic, I have something like that in my family too. It's called uh, optic rectitis. Have you ever heard of that? No, but no. that's, hmm, that's interesting. That's where your optic nerve gets tied up with your rectal nerve and gives you a shitty outlook on life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bad, <laughs> it's a bad joke, I guess, but I couldn't help it. But, but um, uh, that connection to that that show and that—that's uh, a funny. I mean, that be a synchronicity. <laughs> you mentioned that show, and then yeah, right. That's um, yeah, that's interesting. Well, I think uh, you know. I just weird. I'm I'm curious about it, and I know like most people aren't gonna, you know, they're they're not gonna ask you. Or talk to you about it, but man, like you got to, I got to know, cause I'm all about, all right. So when you get into, um, like what Crowley taught about meditation, the one thing that you were supposed to do was like steal your body and mind and you don't re- realize how incredibly hard that is. So they have like these God form positions or whatever that you sit in when you meditate. And the whole idea is, is to, mm just relax don't move don't twitch just breathe and you don't realize you think well that's simple and boring dude it's not it's hard as hell oh yeah yeah meditation is hard it really is like like i guess meditation's okay as long as you don't have to sit still but this was this asana exercises he talked about where you sit in certain god forms He's like, this is how you master your mind where you can actually sit still and control your thoughts without having to twitch or whatever. And that's the first thing that happens to you start noticing like, man, my nose itches, man. Oh, what did I eat yeah, yesterday? Yeah, yeah. There's traffic noise outside my foot. I kind of move my <laughs> foot. It's twitchy. And you're like, dude, my mind won't stop. And it just won't. And you'll, you'll drive yourself you crazy. Yeah gotta power through it i'm not i'm not great at it but they just say that's gonna happen to you every single time you just gotta power through it and just focus on like why you're thinking those thoughts and you know what i mean like it's gonna happen every single time until you get through it and then it becomes easier i'm not good at it but what do they say at least yeah i don't do i don't do those anymore i just do regular meditation where i just sit and just chill clear my mind all that sitting still stuff and the, some of those uh forms that he has you do i can't even bend that way I'll break. So, but the first time I tried meditating, I it's really funny how things happen to me. The first time I try something, and then they don't happen anymore after that for a little while. First time I tried meditating, I was sitting yeah. on my floor with my back against my wall, and I had my eyes closed and everything, and I I went into some kind of a trance or altered you know, it wasn't regular sleep. And everything was dark. I, I couldn't, again, I couldn't see anything really. But I b- could vaguely see and feel someone standing next to me. 
And I felt them lean over to look at me, like, to see what if I was okay. And then they stood up again, and then they were gone, and I came out of it. Wow. That that don't creep you out, bro? Someone leaning over to look it, at you? No, it didn't. It surprised me. I mean, it was definitely a surprise, because, I mean, I live alone. I have a cat. That wasn't a cat. That was a full, full-size person. Um. And, you know, and then I came out and it was, it was okay. I mean, I didn't feel anything bad from them. So that's, that's what I base everything on, you know? Um, and it was just, it was like, wow, how did that happen the first time I tried this? You know, <laughs> that, that, that actually turned me off of meditating for a while there. Cause it was like, I don't know about that. You know? So, that's what I'm saying, yeah. man. I think you got some abilities. Yeah. Yeah. And that could be the compensation for the for the site. Like that's what that's. It might not compensate through like super dateable strength, but it might compensate through like this. You know, not yeah. stalker is always trying to make a comic book comic book character out of somebody. If I was a comic book character, who would I be? Not stalker. Oh man, uh, Jonah Hex. Yeah, is that good or yeah, bad? Cowboy. Or? He's a cowboy. Okay, yeah. he's a badass. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a, of a uh, southern, uh, of a southern hero, but uh, there's, not, there's not that many. I, don't, I can't. I, I can think of. Yeah, oh, but isn't it, wait, to. though, isn't his face all messed up? Uh yeah, yeah, that's true. That can't be me. I've got a beautiful <laughs> face. That can't be you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The model. Yeah, so we gotta find some kind of southern model character that uh, that can match with you. <laughs> I don't know. Just to make a comic book character, I'll just be my own. Uh-huh. Who? Do you like animal emotions? Um, I, I, you know, I, well, my favorite character is actually Wolverine oh. from the from the X Men comics. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. but I do like Daredevil because cool- of the connection. I mean, that we have in that way, you know, the the the, the, the yeah. lack of vision and then also the hearing and stuff. Because I was I you ever listen to the when you. Uh, when you focus on things when you learn how to listen to things you can pick up like details all kinds of details about your surroundings um oh, exactly. i mean i can tell when i'm in a hallway versus like uh, an auditorium you know? that's pretty cool yeah that is pretty cool yeah. that is cool yeah. well i can tell you this right now that we're coming up on break we're going to a break that's all i know we only got like one segment left and then go, into Friday. You gone, Night nice Stalker? Yeah, I gotta take off. I'm, I'm kind of losing service here, anyways. But uh, awesome show, uh, James. Really cool to listen to you. Thank you. Thanks for the call, brother. Always interesting when the Night Stalker calls in. We'll be right back with James Salcedo. Stay with us.
Hey, is that a new music app? Yeah, check it out. Surfer Music Discovery. It links to thousands of online stations, but the twist is you see the song names and artists that are now playing live. That's different. No guessing. Looks like a waterfall of music. So many formats. Rock, oldies, country, R&B, jazz, and a whole lot more. How's that spelled? Surfer. S-U-R-F-R. Is it expensive? It's free. No need to sign up or sign in. Get the Surfer Music app free from Google Play or the App Store. Hey, Fringe listeners, this is Dave Cruz, host of Beyond Strange Radio, asking you to join us live Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. Visit beyondstrange.com for links to chat, social media, and schedules of the show. And remember, always stay strange. Asta. Do you want to know the truth? Are UFOs real? Are aliens visiting Earth? Are governments around the world hiding the biggest secret in history? We're UFO Seekers, official partner of The Fringe FM, and we're on a hunt for the truth. Join us as we investigate locations like Area 51 by subscribing on YouTube at youtube.com slash UFO Seekers. Have you ever wanted to dream about being a character in your favorite video game or movie? Would you like to dream your fantasy with all five senses in detail and remember everything? It's time to bring the dreaming mind back online. Introducing Dreaming for Gamers from Ian Wilson. Dreaming for Gamers will teach you how to program your dreams to dream what you want from any video game, movie, or source material that you choose. The courses help rehabilitate the dreaming mind out of atrophy so you can remember your dreams, taste, touch, smell, see, and hear, as well as be self-aware and take complete control over the dream state like Neo in the Matrix. You can't catch COVID in a dream, but you can wake up with a happy ending. Type in thefringe.fm forward slash dreamplay and sign up today to get dreaming now. That's thefringe.fm forward slash dreamplay or click the banner at thefringe.fm today and take the seven-day dream challenge for free while it lasts. This is Dance and Dave from Surviving the System, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the best revenge is success. Hi, this is Kronox from Belgium, and you're listening to Lighting the Void with Joe Roop. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Alex Exum, Exum. This is Alex Exum of the Exum Experience and Live Talk, where we discuss current events, society, and culture. My shows are based in actuality, actual existence, contrasted with what was intended, expected, or believed. You can listen to me live Tuesdays at 7 p.m. only on KTLK The Fringe FM. Hi, folks. These uncertain times can cause uncertain gut slowdown. Worry and fear can wreak havoc on our digestion making it hard to feel optimum. Bloating, less energy, and occasional constipation can slow you down in your daily activity. Try Life Change Tea to get the tea.com. Life Change Tea can help get things moving so you can get that boost of energy you need. 
Life Change Tea helps protect and defend your health from intruders. It's a weird time right now with all the uncertainty, so gear up and defend your health. Where do you go to purchase? Log on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. The specials are on the front page, and we have numerous supplements to help combat intruders. It's time to take charge of our health and to feel better in life. It's time to live. Again, getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Getthetea.com. It is so worth it. Get the TTEA.com. I don't know all the answers to the questions about reality. I do not claim to know the ultimate truth about life. I seek that which has been made hidden. It's a part of the family of explorers of consciousness. I am a Ford Walker. Hey, this is Macon, and you're listening to Lighting the Void with Joe Root. Joe, pick up the phone, dial 1-800-588-0335, toll free, from the United States or Canada. You're listening to Lighting the Void Radio. shack to be honest with you a little bit it's awful nice though to have your own place though that actually has good things in it but the night sky here is massive and the only difference between here and the shack is uh for some weird reason the crickets they stay going around 24 7 i don't know why all day all night back home it was at night here it's 24 7 crickets crickets and there's a lot of chipmunks here. I don't know. I don't know why I just wanted to say that. It's pretty cool here. Close to Canada. We're ways from the fire, but we're deep in the midst of the COVID war and the mask stuff. But that's not what we're talking about tonight. Tonight we're talking about we're back into the paranormal with our guest James Salcedo, who's a listener of the show as well as one of our patrons and void walkers and an author here. And, uh, yeah, it's been, I can't believe how fast the shows went by, James. Went by quick, didn't it? Just one it more did. segment. I'll have to do this again sometime. That'd be great. Yeah, it'd be cool. We have to, uh, talk about your podcast too. But first I want to discuss, like, you know, after the show one night, you were telling us a bunch of weird stuff that happens at your apartment. I can't help but relate. How haunted is that place you're living at right now? 
it's quieted down a lot. Um, but I, I, I had a series of events that I, I will never forget because they just, um, they kind of made a story of their own that I had not expected to find, um, here in this apartment where I moved in. So I, um, a lot of what happens to me is in heavens and dreams. But the first time I had, um, met basically this young girl that was, um, apparently this young girl spirit that was hanging out here. Um, it was in the middle of the day. I was, I had, um, I just got home from doing errands and I had put a, um, a DVD on to listen to and decided to take a, a nap and rest in my couch, couch bed in the living room. And, um, that's back when DVDs were still big. Um, and so I fell asleep and I woke up to pressure on the bed and on my leg, just a little bit on the side of my leg next to me. Like someone had sat down on the bed and leaned against my leg. And so that woke me up pretty quickly. And I, but I still took a minute to wake up and I was, I mumbled something like who was there. And this young girl, maybe about 12 or 13, maybe 14 at, at, at the oldest, this young girl um, answered and she laughed and she said, how can there be anyone here when you double locked the, the door? And that got me awake the rest of the way because I had double locked the door before I sit, I laid down. So, um, and as I sat up in this bed, the pressure lifted off of me and off of the bed. And by the time I sat up and looked around, there was no one here. Now, this is not a very big apartment, and I should have heard anyone moving away from me, and I should have seen them moving away from me when they were that close, and I didn't see anything, and I didn't hear anything. And um, that, was a, that was a big surprise. I, I didn't know what to make of that. Um, and there was a couple other times after that in the middle of the day where I'd come home from doing whatever errands and stuff, and I'd hear that same voice either talking a little bit or laughing. And that was kind of the start of that, of the activity here at my place. Um, and from there, everything shifted to things that happened in dreams. Um, this all happened in about maybe the first few months, few months after I moved in here. Uh-huh. Um, and so this one night I was, I went to bed in my bedroom. Um, and I was, I had this dream that I was laying on the bed still in my bedroom but there was a light on in the living room, even though I had turned everything off. And I could hear a, a man in the living room moving things around, and and then he uh, he kind of almost shouted out loud, where, where are you? I can't find you. Where did you go? And I froze because I was thinking, okay, how is there a man in, this, in my, my apartment, and what is, what is he doing? And then the noises faded eventually, and I went back to sleep and everything was okay because I didn't hear anything anymore. And I kind of, as I was going back to sleep, regular sleep, I realized, you know, this was uh, a dream of some kind. So, oh. um, few, few days later, I had another dream of, um, basically I was in my apartment again and I, but I was sitting in my my bedroom um, closet 
even though in real life there was all kinds of stuff on the floor, there's no one to sit anywhere. But in the stream, the closet was empty. And I was sitting on the floor, and there was uh, someone next to me. And I looked over, and it was a girl in a, like a dressing gown, nightgown kind of thing. And at first, all I saw was, um, like, brown hair, like, because she wasn't looking at me at first. And I could just see, you know, like I said, the young girl sitting there next to me. And she turned to look at me, and I could feel, and I just knew, okay, this is that girl that I heard. This is that, that voice. And I didn't feel anything bad from her. I just felt like she was trying to communicate with me. And she turned to look at me. And I could and I could see her face. I can't really describe it to you. It was just like a basic, I don't know, basic like a young girl's face. But it was almost like what you see in the movies when someone is like a zombie, but not nearly like really bad. It was just like she was slowly decaying, like she had she was not alive. Like just died, but not too long ago. Right. And, um, so that started me awake that night. Um, and you know, but again, like I said, I never felt anything bad from her. And I, at that point I started to feel like, okay, there's a spirit here and she's trying to tell me something. I think, I don't know, you know, what's going on. So I have to, um, so there's this one time after that, this was at the time I, one of my younger sisters used to come over and visit me once a week um, in the early morning. And, um, but so she would come early in the morning cause that's when her, her um, she'd get dropped off. And um, a lot of times we would both go back to sleep after she got here for an hour or two or three. And um, so I let my sister have the bedroom and I slept out here in the living room and I'm the, on the couch bed. And, um, that's where I had the last and the biggest dream. Um, I was still in my apartment, but it was, I could see it was like burning, like the walls and, and, and everything was were like slowly, um, being damaged by fire. Like they were kind of, there were pieces of the, you know, plaster, the, the walls that were kind of off, you know, not there anymore. And, uh-huh. and, and I could just tell the place was, you know, kind of slowly coming down. And so I started, I was afraid and I, I was thinking of my sister, but at the same time in the stream, I felt like it wasn't me and it wasn't my sister. And as I was looking around my apartment, trying to find her, I said, out loud, I said, where are you? I can't find you. Where did you go? Does that sound familiar from a few minutes ago here? Um, same thing I heard that guy say. And the, and the other dream. And so eventually I left the apartment in the stream still. And I came out and there was fires everywhere. And I could hear shouting and screaming off in the distance. And, but, and some of it was like people that were possibly causing the fire. And then there was some that was, you know, people that were afraid of what was going on. And I woke up partly from the stream after that, you know, the shock of it kind of did that. And um, I have my cat here next to me trying to make an appearance in the show. Um, and so, but as I was waking up, I opened my eyes a little bit and I saw 
that same girl walked past me on my side next to the couch bed. Sorry. Um, and excuse me, sorry, my chest. This guy in the chair all of a sudden. She's never done it before. Um, and I saw this girl in this nightgown walk past the bed. And I wanted to sit up real fast and talk to her out loud because I had never really seen her as I was waking up before. But I was also afraid of what would happen if that girl talked or what might happen if the spirit did anything else, you know, while my sister was in the next room. Mm. She didn't have any experiences with this kind of stuff. I, I didn't want anything to happen that might, you know, might make her, might scare her. She was, you know, still a kid at that point. Yeah. And you're um, You got to be the tough one. The, the one that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause if you get scared, then they're really going to be scared. And I, I wasn't even scared. I just wanted to talk with the spirit like in person and, you, you know, I wanted to see what else I could learn, you know, but again, like I said, I didn't, I couldn't do it. So I just stayed laying down and eventually, um, this girl, you know, walked out of my, my field of vision and I just let it happen. And then eventually I, I sat up when I heard movement in the next room and it was my sister waking up, but I kind of started to piece together. That's when I figured out what possibly could have happened. I think this girl at some point in the past, I don't know when, I don't think it was, you know, any time recent where like I could, people around here know about it. Um, I think she died in a fire in a, in, a, in a building of some kind, you know, in a house or a building. Um, I think she died in a fire. I think she died in a closet in the fire or in, at least in some kind of a closet like space. And I think she was trying to tell me what happened. And I think that that guy was also part of it. I don't know who he was, if he was related to her and he was trying to save her or, you know, or if he was one of the people that was, you know, causing all the, the, the fire and all that. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that's what I was thinking after too. that, you know, I, that was all I really had from her. I did get her name one day and like in a thought kind of thing. I'd, I'd rather not say it, you know, just cause it, it's, um, it's a, the last name is a local name that can be recognized by people around here where I live. Um, but that was it from her. I've had other experiences, you know, bumps and bangs and I, I, you know, stuff like that, but that, that was it from her as far as I could tell overall. So wow. that's my, that's the major thing that happened here. That's a lot though, man. That's a lot. It it and that nothing's came I, back or know, anything and that's, that's totally gone and nothing happens anymore. No, I still have, I still get bumps and bangs. I still have, it's really funny, that closet in the bedroom and even just the bedroom itself seems to be like a, a focal point for things overall. I um, I never used to like sleeping in there. I always got like a weird vibe from that bedroom. In fact, I don't sleep in there. I actually have my bed and everything out here in the living room. Um, Just because, not just because of that, but just because it's easier for when I'm listening to things and and but I never liked sleeping in that bedroom, and I always felt like there was something—not the girl, but something else—that liked to stay in that closet in that bedroom. And it never did anything. But it was just always a feeling like there was something there, especially at night, that liked to be in there at night. And I still Man, get that I know feeling exactly when what I walk you're talking by. about. Yeah, I still get that feeling like if I walk, you know, near the bedroom door, I can feel it in there. 
and it's like, um, you know, just it's not like a, you know, like I'm gonna get you kind of thing. It's not like a, you're in danger. It's just, uh, this is my space. Stay away. Or you know, leave me alone, yeah. kind of thing. And so I, that's that's what I, that's what I do. And and you know, so I only use it basically for storage. Well, you should claim your space too, like at the same time. Well. Yeah, and and I, I think if I if I needed that room, I would. If I needed to be in that room, sleep in that room, I would. But I like being out here by my computer and all my stuff that I can just, you know, get to right away when I wake up, if I want to. You know, I I don't mind being out here. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's what um, that's the experience I had here, and all these experiences over the years, you know, they really. really led me to research all of this, <laughs> excuse me, and, um, and, you know, listen to all kinds of podcasts, and that's what led me to this show, to your show, and your network and everything, because I think it's important to share all these stories with everybody, with, with each other, um, mm-hmm. help find patterns, and to just, you know, just to know that you're not alone, you know, in, in your experiences, I think it's very important, so... Um, I think it's important too, but, but the thing is, is like, I've had some, I've had that happen too, where, especially at my grandmother's house, like I didn't want to go, there was, God, there was this blackness, hard to explain, but every time I opened my eyes, I would lay down in that bed back there and I would just see, you know how you can see, I don't know if you could, well, you can see figures in the dark, you can see things in the dark. Yeah. But there was something that would happen that would just cause complete blackness as if something was right in my face that was Mm. completely black. And I would just get this God awful vibe and get, and I would just, I couldn't go back there anymore, you know? Yeah, no, that's not good. Like, I don't, I don't get that, that strong of a thing from, you know, from the bedroom. Um, And I could, you know, I could sleep in there if I had to. I just don't. I don't have to, you know, I live alone and, and like I said, it's easier for me just to be right out here in my living room, Right. you know? Well, listen, uh, tell, can you, since we only got like a few minutes left, can you tell everybody how to find your podcast and your, all your stuff? Yeah. Well, you got like quite a bit of it stuff. Hasn't actually, yeah. Well, thank you. It, it actually it hasn't actually launched yet. Um, although you can find the very first episode on my discord server. Um, just look at, look up Salcedo media on discord. Um, and, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm planning on launching it on Halloween. I've got a few episodes recorded already, but I'm always looking for true ghost or paranormal experience stories. So, um, if you have any, uh, um, you can find me there on discord or on Facebook. Um, you can also email them to me, um, at Salcedo paranormal. S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal at gmail.com. I'm still looking for stories because I've so far, I've just been finding them online and contacting people that, you know, that write them in and that's okay, but I would love to get, you know, submissions to the show. Um, Either, either text files or or audio recordings. doesn't matter which one I'll figure out how to, you know, to uh, get those put in there. Um, So, yeah, I, I I think it's really important to share all these stories with everybody and you never know who, know who you might help by, by making a show like this. And that's kind of why I wanted to do it. 
I think it helps a lot of people. I really do. And just from my experience, I know it does. So, yeah. And I don't think it's one of those nice things where, you know, I don't think it hurts to have as many of these kinds of shows, you know, those kind of kinds of, you know, sharing kind of, you know, shows like that where you share stories. I think as many of those as you can get out there, I think is, is, is good. So um, that's why I'm excited to have this show. And there will be some interviews here and there too. So, um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, to, you know, everything to come over this next year. All right. Well, man, listen, James, thanks for coming on and spending the whole show with us. It's really cool to be able to do that just with a listener, but also a listener that has, that's a little bit more involved than you put on when you came in. I, you didn't even ask about this stuff. I just stumbled upon it and asked you about it. And I think it's really cool what you're doing. And, and thanks for supporting Lighting the Void and what you do, man. And uh, thanks for coming on the show, too. It's really cool talking to you. Oh, thank you so much for everything that you do. You're very welcome. And we'll put all of those links there, too, for the archives. I promise it won't even, even you YouTubers will get that stuff up. It won't be no two or three weeks. Again, please be patient with us as we get all of the metadata together and all of the album artwork and stuff where it all lines up the way it's supposed to because we're running the station here out of New York. Uh, up next is going to be um, the best of the secret teachings because Ryan Gable is spending time with his son tonight, Fox. And I got to meet that boy today in person for the first time, and he is adorable. He's a cool little kid. And uh, so Ryan's taking a break, but we'll play the best of the secret teachings, and uh, we'll keep this thing going all the way through the weekend tomorrow night it's open lines so we'll try to get gable on then and we'll just have fun and again james thanks for coming on you guys will see it tomorrow night same time same channel right here on the fringe fm you guys have a good night